Welcome to Aging Better in Uncertain Times. I'm Gord Martineau, in studio, alongside Dr. Fabio Varlese. Here, we help you keep informed and up-to-date on the latest in science, medicine, and technology that helps us all age better in these uncertain times. All people with chronic lung disease, chronic heart disease, as they get older and have issues with their breathing, become less active and they lose their muscles. So they become progressively unfit. And the best way for a person with chronic lung disease who's very good about taking their medications and continues to be short of breath despite taking their medications is to become more fit. In other words, they need to exercise. Thanks for joining us on our weekly guide to living better and a healthier life so we can all experience aging better in these uncertain times. Throughout this series, we're going to examine the best ways to prepare ourselves for the future. So what is the best advice for overall health? We're going to look at every aspect affecting your life, and that means physical, mental, financial, nutritional, and medical. We'll cover all the bases. To do that, we'll supply you with high-value information from the leading experts in each field. And by that, I don't mean just mean everyday opinions. We'll be introducing you to the leading experts in each field, men and women who have studied, worked, and who teach at the highest levels. You have the questions, we have the answers. Joining me here in the studio is Dr. Fabio Varlese, a specialist in internal medicine and geriatric medicine. He is the Vice President of Medical Affairs and Chief of Staff at Runnymede Hospital, a staff specialist at Baycrest Health Sciences, and Dr. Varlese is also the Assistant Professor at the University of Toronto. We're going to deal with immunization today, Doctor, and it's hugely important for people to remember that if they do have a condition like asthma or they want to ward off influenza or pneumonia, that they get the vaccine or the, or the immunization shots that they require. Don't back off. More than ever. In fact, um, lung disease, COPD, asthma, emphysema, um, it's listed as one of the most important um, um, chronic conditions that the aging population suffers from. Um, and uh, together with heart disease, cancer, stroke, diabetes, Alzheimer's, etc. And probably 14% of uh, the Canadian um, population has more than two um, chronic conditions. Mm -hmm. Lung disease is, is the focus today and more than ever, especially during COVID, is the need to vaccinate um, important. Um, just think of it, I mean, during this flu season, uh, there's a multitude of other uh, cold viruses and then there's COVID and um, everything could be, you know, considered COVID until proven otherwise. Mm -hmm. So the, the, the vaccination for the flu uh, will be so important in mitigating um, those problems. And it's also important to get a flu shot because if, if, if you get the flu because you didn't get a flu shot, then you're going to put an extra burden on the medical care system because they're trying to deal with COVID patients. Absolutely. And, and this will help the medical system for right. sure. The flooding of ERs, we need to, to really have an impact yep. on that this year. We promised you high-level uh, advice, and uh, we have it. Let me introduce you to Dr. Ronald Grossman. He's a professor of medicine at the University of Toronto. Uh, you've published over 70 articles, Dr. Grossman, in a wide number of medical uh, journals, including New England Journal of Medicine. We'll be coming to you in a moment. We also have with us today Umberto Leone. He's a pharmacist, and uh, he's, he's licensed, actually, to... Uh, 
practice pharmaceutical medicine in Michigan in the U.S., and as well as the Canadian provinces of Ontario and British Columbia. You're also an instructor, Umberto, in pharmacy practice-focused curricula. Now, immunization, uh, Dr. Grossman, how important would you suggest to one of your patients that they follow through with the shots they require? When it comes to immunization for patients with respiratory disease, uh, we're obviously very proactive encouraging people to do it. Mm -hmm. uh, the people who are most at risk for pneumonia, uh, most at risk for the complications of, of influenza are usually people with respiratory disease. Uh, things like asthma, chronic obstructive lung disease, emphysema, uh, pulmonary fibrosis. So we're very keen uh, to encourage people to do the right thing for themselves. And as you mentioned before, uh, the impact on the healthcare system is obviously favorable if we can control some of these conditions. Mm -hmm. And I want to point out just one other sure. thing about vaccination, particularly in pneumonia. Yep. When people get pneumonia, particularly people over the age of 50, and they get hospitalized with pneumonia, their prognosis, their long life, is forever affected by that episode. So people who develop pneumonia, get hospitalized, yep. get treated for their pneumonia, and survive the event, if you follow them out 5, 10, 15 years, their survival is significantly less than an individual who might have been hospitalized for any other reason. Is it because their respiratory system has suffered such damage that, that their long-term uh, expectancy has been sharply reduced? Is that right? No. It's actually quite interesting. It has nothing to do with the lung. Okay. It has everything to do with the heart. Ah, okay. So the complications of pneumonia, the thing that often kills people with pneumonia is not overwhelming infection from the bacteria. But the fact is the um, infection is an enormously powerful inflammatory event in the body. And this enhanced inflammation in the body is a scenario whereby uh, bad things happen to the coagulation system. You start getting thickening of blood, the platelets start to stick, and you start knocking off blood vessels, particularly blood vessels that go to the heart. Mm -hmm. So one of the major complications of pneumonia is heart problems that occur acutely when they're in hospital if they're sick. But these events continue to occur even if they survive the event, and it affects their long-term prognosis. One of the problems with people getting the shots they require, the vaccines they require, is convincing them to, to, to actually get out of the house and go and get them because, you know, so many people have this, this fear that, you know, they're going to get COVID-19 if they leave the house or they may encounter some other problem if they go to a hospital setting. What do you say to them? Well, um, I think we are very uh, cognizant of any risks of COVID and those of us who work on a day-to-day -day basis in the healthcare system devise means by which these vaccines can be done safely. Um, traffic in most institutions, doctors' offices, uh, pharmacists are down compared to the days before COVID. So the likelihood of contact with active cases is reduced and people are protected and separated. So if you're wearing a mask, keep your distance. Uh, you have an appointment time to show up to have your shot. It can be done extremely safely. I that's, think that's a very, very minor issue. Uh, let's bring in Umberto Leone. Umberto, you have firsthand uh, knowledge and experience in dealing with someone who uh, had a bout with the flu and how that affected their life. Tell us about it. Okay. Um, well, first of all, I'd like to say thank you for inviting me today. And it's a 
pleasure and an honor to be with uh, such distinguished guests on the panel. At the end of March 2017, my father contracted influenza. Mm -hmm. Little did he know that it would change his life forever. Uh, after he contracted influenza, he was admitted into the hospital at St. Joseph's Health Center in Toronto. And before you know it, he ended up in cardiovascular arrest. The influenza virus led to cardiovascular arrest. He was on life support three times. He had two bacterial pneumonias, sepsis, a comatose-like catatonic stupor, acute renal failure, acute liver failure, and he had to have a tracheotomy done with a tracheostomy for pulmonary hygiene and respiration. Dad spent 48 days in the ICU, 45 days on 4M, which is the internal medicine unit. Then finally he went over for some rehabilitation. Then he went over to a transitional unit, finally came home nine months later in January of 2018. So life really has never been the same for him. He tries his best to enjoy life as much as possible, but he's had quite a few setbacks and it's, um, it's quite a journey for him, but he, he does the best that he can. And he's an example of influenza, not just being a bad cold and yes. or just a bad flu. It's something that can change your life and change it forever. What is life like for dad now? You said that, you know, his experience uh, with life now is far different sure. from what it was before. What kind of quality okay. of life does he have now? Well, uh, before this happened, he, you know, he was, uh, he, he turned 82 uh, in the ICU in uh, the in May of 2017. So before this, he was an active. Before all this, he was an active 81 year old. He was active with the seniors club. Uh, he was an avid driver. He walked twice a day with mom around the block, and it's a pretty big block. They live in Etobicoke, and he was a very active senior with his within the uh, Toronto Italian community because he worked in his brother's pharmacy for over 40 years that was located at the Dufferin and St. Clair area, the Leone Pharmacy. His brother is Laureano Leone. My father worked as a dispensary assistant in the pharmacy. So he was a very active guy. And now he certainly doesn't drive anymore. Modifications have to be made to the home. Uh, he, he requires personal uh, support workers every day. Mm. And I mean, I've done my best to make sure he's as comfortable as possible with mom. But that being said, things have changed and they've changed considerably. So the independence that he once had is not there anymore. And recently yeah. he actually had um, a situation where there was a renal, uh, an, uh, he had a, an emergency, he had uh, kidney stones. Mm -hmm. And this was also related to his uh, reduced renal function secondary to the influenza. And he had to go through a procedure of having the stones removed. He had to have a stent. And so, and he has now heart failure, atrial fibrillation, and a chronic inflammatory airway disorder that it hopefully will have diagnosed soon. But uh, he's, been, he's been battling that all after the influenza. So, again, there's a lot of changes that have occurred. And I don't think anybody would have suspected all these changes because of influenza. Dr. Grossman, let me present you with a situation that, that, that you know, a, a, a particular situation that you have some advice to give. Someone with a chronic lung disease, uh, despite using their puffers religiously, still short of breath, when they try to do things quickly, uh, it's particularly apparent. Is there anything they can do to improve their breathing? Yeah, that's a very good question. Um, let me start off by trying to explain why people are short of breath in the first place. Yep. 
Uh, if I do that, I make the right setting, I think I can make the explanation make sense to people. Okay. So for anyone not to be short of breath, four things have to work in synchrony with each other. First, you have to have a pretty good lung to be able to extract oxygen and put it into the bloodstream. That's the role of the lung. Secondly, you need to have enough blood to carry this oxygen around to where it's needed, so you cannot be profoundly anemic. Third, you got to have a good pump, a heart that works well, to be able to push the oxygenated blood to where it's required to the muscles. And fourth, you have to have muscles that are capable of utilizing the oxygen that's delivered to it as an energy source. Mm -hmm. A breakdown in any one of those four elements will lead to breathlessness. Now, if a person has some aspect of lung disease, it's conceivable that their uh, lung may not be capable of extracting the oxygen and putting it into the blood. But it turns out you need to have pretty bad lung disease before that really occurs. Mm -hmm. The vast majority of people are not anemic, and the vast majority of chronic lung patients have perfectly good hearts. So then the focus comes back to the muscle. So the definition of an unfit muscle is one that cannot use oxygen as an energy source when it wants to contract. But an unfit muscle, just like a fit muscle, needs energy to contract. So what does it do if it can't use oxygen by definition? And the answer is it burns sugar. So when the body burns sugar to create energy for this unfit muscle, it's perfectly okay. The burning the sugar generates tons of, of energy. The problem is there's a waste product when you burn this sugar, and the waste product is a gas called carbon dioxide. Yeah. The only way the body can get rid of carbon dioxide is to blow it off through the lung. Mm. So what that means is when people are unfit, they have good lungs, good blood, good heart, but their muscles are not fit, they start producing lots and lots of carbon dioxide. The only way they can get rid of that carbon dioxide is to blow it off, and so they experience shortness of breath. And this if, is a complicated explanation to yeah. try and drive the point home that all people with chronic lung disease, chronic heart disease, as they get older and have issues with their breathing, become less active and they lose their muscles. So they become progressively unfit. And the best way for a person with chronic lung disease who's very good about taking their medications and continues to be short of breath despite taking their medications, is to become more fit. In other words, they need to exercise. Umberto, you as a pharmacist are coming into contact people on with con, into contact every day with people with a variety of concerns. So do you share your father's story with them to reinforce the importance of getting a flu shot and to, to avoid having things like pneumonia? Absolutely. And uh, many people do ask me about dad's uh, experience, and I've shared it more than once uh, on a public platform, in print form, and obviously in person. So I, I do my best to explain to people why it is important to make objective evidence-based decisions regarding the influenza vaccine and vaccines in general for oneself, one's loved ones, uh, family members. You know, I, rather than base decisions on what one may read on social media, whether it be uh, factual or not, you need evidence-based information and, and it has to be objective in order to make a decision that you can feel confident once you make it. 
Now, given what your father's been through, and he's had, and, and we're sorry to hear about it, but he's had episode after episode, um, you know, and he was prior to his episodes with influenza, um, he was a fairly robust character. So what's his self-esteem like after having gone through all this and in your discussions with him? How does he, how does he feel mentally? Yeah, I, I think uh, when we talk sometimes, you know, it does come up that he really, he can't believe life has changed as much as it has for him, simply because he was a very independent uh, gentleman. Uh, he liked doing things again, but like I said, in the community and with family, with friends. So to have such a change where you have a lot of appointments throughout the year with your specialists, family physician is keeping you know, a close eye on your health. Uh, he has the home visit from the life labs to take uh, blood. So from the phlebotomists in order to make sure everything's in check, it's different. You, you, and, and that's where he hits the point about independence, but he's so happy that he's at home because that's where he wants to be. Mm. And fortunate for us, and again, fortunate for us, we were able to make the accommodations to make it safe for him to home, for him and mom, and enable him to stay home, to be in his home. Dr. Grossman, do you find that there's um, a connection between physical health and mental health? I mean, if, if someone's not healthy physically, it has an impact on how they feel about themselves and their outlook on life, and, and that can potentially uh, exacerbate the situation. Well, absolutely. Um, there's quite a bit of evidence that people with chronic lung disease, for example, have a much higher incidence of measurable depression. And uh, that leads to some of the things we just talked about, which is the inactivity that they uh, then experience, which leads to further deterioration in how they feel and in their quality of life. So depression uh, clearly is one of the important um, factors that aggravate chronic lung disease. If you're talking about asthma patients, one of the major triggers for asthma is anxiety. So there are quite a number of asthmatics who, you know, they're allergic to things and uh, they get in contact with allergic things, sets off their asthma. But some individuals, uh, anxiety or uh, ang just these episodes where they get really up upset can trigger a very significant asthmatic episodes. So there's clearly a link between mental health issues uh, and these uh significant respiratory problems that, right. that we see. Umberto, you, you must have people coming to you and, and they're, you know, in a, in a very anxious state because they're worried about getting this or that uh, in a shot. And, and a lot of them are saying, you know, if I get the flu shot, does, will that have an effect on my mental well-being? Like, uh, will it bring on the onset of, of uh, dementia or Alzheimer's? What do you tell them? The vaccine is important. And rather than believe that it would do what you said by administering the vaccine, it would do the opposite, it would protect you against that, or at least be a form of protection to help you prevent the long-term consequences from contracting influenza. And I've actually had the opportunity to attend more than one continuing medical education event with Dr. Grossman. And I, I remember him clearly always saying about pneumonia and influenza and how your life is not the same once all these things happen. And it, I mean, my dad's living proof. Some final thoughts now with Dr. Varlese's prescription to aging better. 
So, Dr. Varlese, among the things we've learned today is the seriousness of respiratory ailments, particularly pneumonia, and the hugely damaging effect it can have on your heart, which can be life-threatening. This is why you need to get the immunizations you require. Well, there's no doubt about that. Uh, we heard it uh, from the best, and um, any inflammatory state uh, in the body um, brought on by an infection. We talked about the flu, um, but as we know, the flu could complicate into um, a bacterial uh, pneumonia. So that's two infections in one. And then sometimes it could get out of hand and you need um, intensive care type management in a hospital. And uh, let's not forget the vasculature system is present not only in the heart, but also in the brain and the kidneys and the lungs and the liver, etc. So organs are targets during this inflammatory state. Right. And this explanation is important because with immunization, we can prevent the flu from the get-go and avoid that hospitalization. The potential complications uh, we've sure, heard the from- the pneumonia and the, and the heart damage and all these things are interconnected. Absolutely interconnected. Therefore, it's impelling for all people to get their flu shot this year, even more than the years past, not just because of COVID, but um, we now understand better how other organs could be targets. And as we wrap up today, please, folks, get a flu shot. The information is at myfluShot.ca. Questions about aging better can be emailed to info at agingbetter.ca or by visiting our website at agingbetter.ca. Aging Better in Uncertain Times, brought to you by Delos, Runnymede Health, Jewel 88.5, L'Oreal, La Roche-Posay, Vichy, Avicana, and Sanofi Pasteur, in part through an educational grant. Be sure to drop in for your next doctor's visit on Jewel 88.5, Sundays at 8.30 a.m. or at jewel885.com. Until next time, I'm Gord Martineau with Dr. Fabio Varlese, along with producers Dominic Schulo and David Sirsta. Be well and stay safe. <laughs>